All right. Hi, guys. I have Jen with me here today. I'm so excited to have her on. She was my coach. Um, and I just felt like I learned so much from you. And I'm so honored and excited to have you on our series today. So Jen, can you let everyone know just how you got started in entrepreneurship? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Manali. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Jen Diaz, mindset and success coach for women entrepreneurs. And oh man, how I got started in entrepreneurship. I actually studied exercise science. You know, I try not to go back to like when I was born on November 5th, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really fortunate growing up for real though, that my parents always ask, like, find something you're passionate about and then like, go do that. So like, what do you want to do with your life? What are you passionate about? What do you love? And, um, so thankfully early on before I was going to college, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I mean, who does Mm -hmm. at 18 and, um, and so at the time I'd played sports my whole life. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really want to have a job where I sit all day, which is kind of funny because that's what I do now. <laughs> and, um, and so I thought, well, I've played sports. I've been active. I'll just, I'll go to school and do exercise science and I'll be um, an exercise physiologist, personal trainer and see like where that takes me. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd always been like, I was raised in a very, my, my dad was a pastor, very spiritual um, household. And so it's kind of like, um, what's your purpose? Like, what do you feel like your purpose is in life? And I was always really drawn to, I wanted to live very fully. I wanted to, um, just make sure I was intentional with my life. And, um, I I thought I was like, well, I can help people do that through Mm -hmm. like taking care of themselves, um, and, and their health and fitness and stuff. And so I graduated college, got my first job. I was at a private, um, personal training studio and worked there for a year and a half. And it just didn't like love it. I had been asked before then, like, Jen, would you ever want to work for yourself and mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur? And I remember being like, absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. that would be yeah. way too much pressure. I have no idea how, like I didn't study business. I have mm-hmm. no background in that. I don't have like, like, I don't even know where I would begin. Mm-hmm. So that was never my plan. And then after working at this place for about a year and a half, I was like, I'm miserable. I love my clients. I don't like working here and I don't really know what else to do. Um, and so it was really ironic. Like when we had like weekly meetings and the morning before our meeting, I was literally like, praying. <laughs> I was like, I'm so like, just like not aligned. I'm not happy. I'm really miserable. And I don't know what to do. I signed a non-compete. I feel stuck. Like, I don't know what's going on or what I'm going to do, but I can't keep doing this. And then that afternoon at the meeting, like it did not, it, things blew up with like between the owner and another trainer. And it was just like, in that moment, I was like, this is so toxic. I can't be here. And me and the other trainers all walked out. And like abruptly. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It was. And I, I mean, I was shaking Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I call my dad. And I was like, I, I just quit my job. Um, I have no idea. And he was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm praying for you. Just let me know what you need. If you need anything. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Um, and thankfully it all like long story short, um, I had built up such a strong rapport with the clients that I'd worked with, that they were incredibly supportive. The 
Um, my old boss ended up not pursuing the non-compete. I finished out two weeks there and left very amicably mm-hmm. um, as, as much as I could. And um, from that point on, I was like, all right, girl, we're just going to figure this out. And I, mm-hmm. at the time, would train people in their homes or they would meet me at, at a park. And I was just going to like people or they were coming to me and I was just making it work. And it was exhilarating a little Mm -hmm. bit because, Mm -hmm. you know, I had no plan. I had no savings. Um, it was really probably stressful, (laughs) stressful and exhilarating (laughs) at the same same time time. time. because I was in survival mode and Mm -hmm. it was kind of a neat thing. And that was like, I look back on that and I'm like, wow, that was divine intervention for me because I'd never planned on that. And it's one of the best things that has ever happened. And then, you know, years go by, I started getting a little bit like feeling like, okay, I'm not quite doing what I want to be doing. I care a lot more about the conversations I'm having with my clients in between the sets of the exercise. I don't care so much about the fitness piece. And I learned about coaching and positive psychology. And so I was like, okay, I'll do more of this and um, leaning into that. And then after now I've worked for myself for a decade and have met amazing entrepreneurs during that time, all virtually, well, not all virtually, but a lot of them virtually. And um, just saw such a need for the, the mindset work um, so that we can maintain some sanity <laughs> when we are when the pressure is all on us and working for ourselves and trying to go after, you know, dreams, which I feel like, you know, the glass ceiling has been a little bit shattered for us in the entrepreneurial sense. There's so much possible in the age of social media and the internet. And, um, Mm -hmm. so it just, it really kind of naturally unfolded for me to step into this mindset work and working with female entrepreneurs, Um, it was never my plan, but it was looking back. I can see like a thread of, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be right now and where I was meant to be for a while. So that's the long story, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's awesome. I, I don't think I've ever heard like the full, full story from start to finish before, especially like from you. So that's really cool. And just to see kind of like how the journey took place and now like where you are now. Um, but I wanted to ask, like, how was that transition from, okay, like you've worked for yourself and you've had like your physical training clients, but then like, what was it like stepping into like a mindset and success coach? Like, did it feel really different? And did you have any fear around like making that transition or was it like a pretty smooth and natural transition for you? No, it was really terrifying. And, um, I mean, you know, I did health coaching for a while and then I ironically was getting a lot of other women entrepreneurs that I was working with in that. And we'd end up talking a lot about like work and, and Mm -hmm. the mentality around that. And the health was kind of like a sub set of it, um, Mm -hmm. just naturally. And so in a way it didn't feel hard, but then when it came time for me to fully transition, you know, I had, Mm -hmm. I had in-person clients that I had been working with for like a decade consistently yeah, and who I loved deeply and cared about. And they, I mean, they saw me grow up because I started working for myself and I was like, they knew me when I was like 23, some of them 22. Mm -hmm. And now I was, um, 32. Yeah. When I finally made that full transition, um, And it was really hard. I think I was fortunate because I was able to 
there was another uh, friend entrepreneur that I knew Shannon Monson, who was doing some coaching and had asked me to step in and, and be a coach in her program. And that was kind of my first step into the fully, just the entrepreneur, like coaching entrepreneur space. And, you know, meeting her and other people who I think saw me in a different way than I had known myself was Mm -hmm. really helpful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need people to see you and in yeah. a different light than what mm-hmm. people who've known you for a long time, or even your own light and for them to be like, Oh yeah, this is what you do. Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely helped me in so many ways have some more confidence. But when I fully transitioned and basically broke up with my clients, which was like a full week of just heartache and alignment, yeah. I knew it was time. Um, Cause it just, I was starting to feel that, like, I wasn't excited about, you know, doing that work anymore. And, um, I had pushed through some things in the past and it just doesn't bode well for anyone. So it was terrifying, even though I knew it was absolutely right. And it was really, really hard. And there were definitely moments, um, where I was very scared, um, to do that, especially, you know, now coaching it's, I just run my own programs and see my own clients. And there were moments where it was like, you really have to step into betting on yourself, really trusting yourself, believing in yourself, which as you know, it takes so much of our own inner work too. And so it really forced me to lean in and it's been just an incredible journey. Like the last really almost two years have felt so aligned for me and just, it's really been amazing and it's been challenging in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I loved what you said of sometimes it takes other people kind of seeing something in you before you can even see it for yourself. Cause I feel like that you were that person for me. Cause I had very much so learned, um, from a lot of different, like people within the same like wedding industry, if not just photographers. Um, and I think in my head, I was like, you know, I'm like just a photographer that's like in this industry. And you were one of the first people to be like, no, like I totally see you kind of in more of that educator role that you're like trying to switch into. And it's like, I think it's helpful sometimes to have somebody see that potential within you. Like you have the spark of it within yourself, but then having somebody who can kind of see that on the outside is super helpful because we like feel all of the fear and all of the doubt and the worries and still see the little spark of potential. Um, And I know that you always say like for your clients, like you see the absolute like best in the potential and you don't have all of those like thoughts as you're coaching them. So I think it's always been really, really helpful to have somebody that's like, I'm seeing viewing you in the most positive light. I know it's something that you can achieve and I'm going to help you navigate like all of these like fears and stuff that are maybe like getting in the way of you actually hitting that potential. Cause it's very, very possible for you. Um, so that's been something yeah. that I've loved that you do so, so well for your clients. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it helps. I mean, I'm lucky I have, um, my husband is incredibly supportive and I have, you know, some friends who are amazing as well, who, I can go to when I'm feeling really fearful and, you know, my own limiting beliefs are getting super loud who I can like voice that to. And they're Mm -hmm. empathizing and can hold space for me. And also like, remind me like, this is what I see when I see you, this is what Mm -hmm. is possible. And sometimes it's helpful too, because like you said, we have like an inkling, right? We have this Mm -hmm. 
this gut feeling like, I really want to do that, but I don't know, can I, am I allowed? Mm -hmm. And when someone else is like, oh yeah, that's, I could totally see you doing that. It's so possible. It's this like boost of confidence that you need. And one of the, you know, quotes, I remember when I was getting certified to become a coach, one of the strong quotes that they were like, you need to embody this as a coach, that as a coach, my belief is greater than your doubt as a client that you believe in your clients so much that it is bigger than any self-doubt or fear that they could have Mm -hmm. so that they can borrow that because Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to borrow someone else's belief in us before we fully believe it in ourselves. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think community is so important for us to have, especially if we want to be successful long-term and healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that was actually kind of touches on something that I was going to ask you about of like, what is maybe one limiting belief or fear that you've had to kind of navigate throughout entrepreneurship? I'm sure there's like so many things that you could probably dive into, but is there anything that you're like, this is something that maybe at one point you're like, Oh, I totally tackled this. And then it showed up in a different way. And it's something that you're still kind of like working through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Two common themes for me that come up is like the fear of being seen, um, and the fear of shining brightly and underneath that, the big one of I'm not enough, (laughs) that enoughness, um, has played just such a role in my life, um, or seeking that in different ways. And, you know, it's something that I'll probably always be like, faced with and Mm -hmm. it definitely shows up in different ways for me and so um I know I I was talking to my own coach and I was like I thought I figured this one out like Mm -hmm. I thought I'd Mm -hmm. overcome this and she was like you know um you're gonna keep bumping into it probably for the rest of your life and it's that's just how it goes and it's up to Mm -hmm. you to figure out what to do with it and so now kind of make not not making friends with it, but just kind of accepting that part of myself, Mm -hmm. um, that is fearful and wounded and, um, doubts a lot. And just kind of being like, girl, I hear you. I know where this is coming from and we're okay. Like just reassuring Mm -hmm. that. And it just, anytime I do something new, um, or anything sometimes, Mm -hmm. and some days I just have down days that that fear is really loud. And now I'm like, I don't, um, I'm not really hard on myself anymore. I'm not like, you should have figured this out. You're a mindset coach and you can't even, Mm -hmm. I don't let that go. I just kind of accept it as, oh, this is part of the journey. And Mm -hmm. I have to figure out how to move through it um, at each level. And Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot, just a lot more um, compassionate of a way of living for me, which has been really helpful, kind of like an acceptance of, Mm-hmm. all of the parts of me, which I'm still working on and, um, having compassion for that as I move through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I even can like resonate with that of like going through your program. I had so many like light bulb moments and it was like working really hard to just like understand things a little bit deeper and not necessarily fix things overnight by any means, but like start to work towards like thinking more positively around certain parts of things and like fear especially especially. Um, and you know, it's never like, Oh, I've like completely conquered it. Like it's going to keep showing up in different ways. So I love that you mentioned that is one of the things and almost like, just like the enoughness is like something that it's okay to keep working towards it. Um, yeah. like throughout your whole life, it's not necessarily that something that you ever master, even as like a mindset coach. 
Yeah, that was something, you know, when I first got into doing the inner work, mm-hmm. it underlying was to fix myself. There was a lot of drive for perfection mm-hmm. still and mm-hmm. drive, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to overcome my limiting beliefs so I can be mm-hmm. perfect in this perfect yeah. high version <laughs> of myself where I don't struggle with that fear. I'm just great. Mm-hmm. And so underneath it was still that you got to prove you're enough. You got to become enough. You Mm -hmm. have to be, you've got to perfect yourself. And I think over time, obviously realizing, oh, wait, (laughs) first off, there is nothing to fix. Mm -hmm. Um, Second, we're never done with this Mm -hmm. work. This is a lifelong journey. And at first I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. Like I have to keep doing this stuff. When will I? (laughs) And and then after it was like this moment of comfort and it's like, oh wait, I can do all the things that I want to do now. I don't have to wait until Mm -hmm. I become this different version of myself. I can step into her now Mm -hmm. as imperfect as I am. And I don't have to keep putting off things. I just, so that, that was something that has been a really important lesson for me. And I think a lot of things when people start doing the inner work is to remember, like, this isn't, we're not here to fix you. We're here to give Mm -hmm. you tools and to teach you how to navigate the very natural thoughts and feelings that come with living in a different way and, um, facing fears and trying new things. Mm -hmm. I love that. And just to take things in a little bit of a different direction, um, I wanted to hear what are your days or weeks like? I know they're probably shifts a little bit depending on like the different clients that you have at any given point, but do you have like a behind the scenes of like, what does it look like to run your business on a weekly or a daily basis, whichever one? Yeah, right now. I mean, let's, let's take like an ideal week. Um, Mm -hmm. I do, I do have one client on a Monday, but normally Mondays are my like creative days. So I'm writing my email newsletters or any other emails that I have. Um, and so that's like a big writing day for me, maybe coaching. Sometimes I have my hair done on Monday too. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are really big coaching days. So I'll coach Mm -hmm. one-on-one clients. Um, I'll have my mastermind group calls Mm -hmm. with clients. And I'm really on those days. I'm that's, primarily what I do. I'm not mm-hmm. really doing much other work. Cause I just don't, the energy it takes, I don't have it. So I've learned mm-hmm. to just let that be enough. And yeah. then, um, Fridays right now are kind of wrapping things up, making sure I've responded to emails. I'll have some discovery calls on Fridays. I have therapy on Friday. Um, and that day, um, for me is just kind of it's really easy. I think one eventually I'd love for that. I would love to take Friday off totally, but that's mm-hmm. just not where I am right now. Or sometimes I'll take it off and then work on Saturday or Sunday, either mm-hmm. one, depending on the weekend that we have. Um, so that's what it looks like right now. Um, I, uh, each day, um, I try to start it with the same like routine about. Mm -hmm. So the morning I have, like, I get coffee, take care of my dogs, Mm -hmm. um, and then sit down and journal and do visualization and kind of get my mind wrapped around. Okay. What do I need to do today? What am I, Mm -hmm. what are my action items for the days? I'll usually work out and then get ready to, to write or coach. Um, and then the evening just shifts, like we have, you know, dinner, 
sometimes we go out, which is my favorite, my preferred, mm-hmm. and I don't have to cook her in my kitchen. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Love doing that. And um, <laughs> just hanging out on the couch, usually watching a show or, you know, reading up on something that I'm interested in at the time. So it's pretty much, that's where I'm at at the moment. I joke because at this point in time, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of the least um, right now because I'm, I've just tried to scale back. I'm, I am starting something that I'm super excited about. So I've been putting some energy into that, but I'm not really showing up as consistently on social media at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just don't have a lot of energy around it right now. And, um, it's something that I'm like, you know what, I'll do what I can there, but I'm not going to stress out about it for now. And Mm -hmm. when I feel excited about being on there again, I'll do it. Um, so right now it's just a lot of serving my clients that I have and Mm -hmm. the email list community that I have and working on the project that is launching in December. And so that's really what I'm focused on at the moment. Yeah. Well, I love that you like give yourself the flexibility to like pull away from one side of the business. So like social media for a time, if you're like working on something that is like intensive and is going to take a lot of like your energy, especially to like start it up. So I like really admire that flexibility because I tend to be a person who gets so stuck in doing something a certain way that I almost won't allow myself to take a step back in order to do something else. And I think that that's super important um, and something that I'm still like working on um, as an entrepreneur and like giving myself the space to follow things that I am actually really, really excited about too. Yeah. It's taken, you know, I've definitely had seasons in my career where I worked all the time. It was like early in the morning, late at night, weekends. Mm-hmm. And I was very much in a hustle. Like I've got to do all the things it's, mm-hmm. I can't let anything slip. And I just, I, there's so much about those seasons that, um, that I learned a lot of important lessons. So I don't necessarily regret them, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to live my entire life that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely want to prioritize joy in my life relationships in my life Mm -hmm. and have time for that and just to be. And so, you know, now that's kind of where that's where I'm going. I'm like, I refuse Mm -hmm. to do everything I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And, um, so far it's worked pretty well this year. So, (laughs) you know, I'm learning to go at those ebbs and flows and it's felt so much more aligned and just so much freeing, more freeing, mm-hmm. um, than it used to before, which a lot of that's a mentality too, is mm-hmm. not shitting all over myself all the time <laughs> and just allowing myself to believe, you know, abundantly that I can be successful without driving myself into the ground and without mm-hmm. doing the most 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give Jen five years ago? Oh my gosh. Just do it. Take action very, very fast. Um, that that's one thing I think I, I let fear paralyze me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'll think about something for a long time before doing it. And I wish I could go back and just be like, just show up, just be imperfect. Just do it. Like, don't Mm -hmm. care. Don't think about what people think. Don't think about the outcome. Stop Mm -hmm concentrating on the outcome you want Mm -hmm. and focus on what would be fun and try it now. Like, don't wait. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then what is something that's been keeping you inspired and motivated lately? Oh, that's a really good question. I think, um, 
for me, what's inspiring and motivating me is really figuring out how I want my life to feel and finding examples of women who refuse to be put in a box and Mm -hmm. refuse to, you know, do everything like the expected way. Um, and so I, I really admire women who are multi-passionate who have, you know, I know a friend who's a coach and a photographer and like has all these other hobbies that she like really dedicates time towards. And I really admire that. And so Mm -hmm. just lately I've been looking at, I want to live a very interesting life and I want it to feel full of joy and full of connection and love and purpose. And, um, my work is a part of that, but it certainly isn't all of that and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be. And so just, I've been really inspired to kind of create that life for myself that I feel like I'm a whole human being and not Mm -hmm. just, um, you know, a two-dimensional entrepreneur. And that motivates me because of the peace that it gives me, the fulfillment and joy it gives me. I want my clients to experience that too. And to know Mm -hmm. like you can be successful, but it's not going to mean anything if you reach all these goals. And once you get there, you look around and you're just like, I don't even like my day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. I'm not really, I don't love how I'm spending my time. I don't like, what am I supposed now that I'm here? Like you might have all the money you wanted to make and the dream home, but Mm -hmm. that's not going to fix what we often think it would. And so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm still shooting for things. I'm still like going after goals while Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing the goodness of this present moment. Yeah. I love that. Um, part of the talk that I'm giving later today is kind of of like, how can you have your goals, craft your goals, but then how are you kind of like taking day-to-day action that helps cultivate the feeling that you think you're going to get by achieving the goal, like instead of pushing it off until then, like how can you cultivate that feeling every day? So I loved that you mentioned that, Um, but we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, Where can people find you and follow you online? Yeah. So my website's jenniferdiaz.com. My Instagram is at Jen M Diaz. And then you can find me in December on YouTube, Jennifer Diaz coaching. So yeah, find me there. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It was so fun. This is great. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thanks.